Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast directly from NetSuite 2019. Today, Matt Rodas joins the show, who is the Director and Industry Principal for Strategic Initiatives at Oracle NetSuite. Rodas spent a decade working with IBM B2B and e-commerce software suite, including multi-channel selling and fulfillment products, Webosphere Commerce, and B2B integration prior to joining NetSuite, where he has engaged with multiple Fortune 500 companies, helping to drive business process change and supply chain improvements and increase, of course, sales. Rodas also supported multiple concurrent initiatives for several large companies across multiple areas of business, segments, and verticals, providing substantial savings and solving complex business problems. We are so excited to talk and really roll up our sleeves about the future of retail today. Welcome to your Encore interview on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Matt, tell us about your journey landing you to where you are. Today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've spent my in- entire career in the in the retail space and, and retail software. So I, I've spent my career helping retailers grow what they do, focus on on their you know core competencies and really try to, to take retailers to, to the next level. So I, I've worked for a, a number of companies and um, most recently, obviously here at, at NetSuite for, for the past five years and helping NetSuite really kind of craft their uh, go-to-market strategy on, on how we are taking our product into the retail space and have, have really enjoyed it and, and spent uh, you know spent a, a lot of great time, a lot of great times here helping our, our customers. Well, you're certainly doing that and, and um, many of our listeners have recognized your name. You, this is your Encore interview with yes, us. Yes, that's right. And today, we're going to talk about the future of retail. Yes. Earlier this year, you released a study that examined the disconnect between retailers and consumers, which is a big issue today. Yeah, 100%. Um, We're going to talk about that study and reveal how brands need to live up to experiences that consumers actually expect. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great study. Uh, You know, it was, we uh, we hired a third party to do it. Obviously, it's not, it's not, it was not done by by NetSuite, but what was so great about it is it really starts a dialogue that absolutely needed to happen. And and what that is is what the what the retailer's perception of how they're meeting consumers' needs versus how the consumers are perceiving retailers meeting their expectations are wildly different. They are. And what what is most kind of concerning about that is I think retailers have been more guided by what they feel or what they're told, um, you know, based on technology and things that are out there, what where they should be focusing, and maybe check, uh, as the you know study calls it you know, chasing the shiny toy and the shiny object where, you know, just because something is, is new and, and exciting doesn't mean that consumers are, are going to, um, you know, engage with it and, and leverage it. So you're, you're spending money in the wrong places. It's, it's not being adopted and uh, you're not really focusing on what the consumers are, are actually asking for you to do. Right, and understanding that is just going to help, uh, quite frankly, brands sell to more people more often. Uh, absolutely. I mean, and, and fundamentally, aren't we that what we're all after is absolutely. to try to deliver a great customer experience. And our you know, re- customers are out there telling retailers what they want. It's just retailers aren't receiving that, that, uh, that feedback. Well, in part because consumers have been completely spoiled oh, yes. <laughs> with unprecedented uh, choice and convenience from shopping arriving in hours to cars arriving in minutes and yeah. answers arriving in, in seconds. Our expectations are completely off. So let's answer today um, 
what these rapidly growing or rapidly uh, changing expectations mean for retailers and with all of this change, yeah. if retailers really understand what consumers want today, then, yeah. then they'll do a better job delivering the product. Yeah. So we've got the, the findings, if you will, broken up into yeah. four different areas. Yeah, that's correct. Um, the first one is the mind gap, really. Yeah. Um, they and, and you mentioned it, yeah. but the retailers and consumers truly are on completely, completely two different, different pages. pages. Yeah, and in fact, you know, the study highlights that when you interview retailers, how they are perceiving that they feel that they are meeting what consumers are, are asking for. But in fact, the, the consumer data is showing that there's still a large gap that, that's out there. And in fact, the, you know, they're saying CEO, CEOs are saying that they think they're actually improving the in-store experience or making the in-store experience more inviting. Yet that same data says that, that customers are actually um, you know, not feeling like the store, store experience has gotten any better for them. Well, and that gap is huge by my math, and I'm, there's a reason why I'm in marketing <laughs> and not in math or anything yes. accounting to do with our business. Yes. But it is typically a 50-point spread That's or a 50% right. spread, rather. 73% of retail executives believe that the overall environment in retail stores has become more inviting in the last five years. Only 45% of consumers agree with that. And in fact, even 19% are saying it's gotten worse. <laughs> and that, you know, that part is, I think, the, the, the most alarming. So here you have all these, these retail execs saying spending money and, and putting all this great stuff out there. And almost 20% of consumers think it's gotten worse. Yeah. And, you know, we can talk about it in, in the next point on where, how, you know, how that technology is being leveraged is, is, is missing the mark. Well, it is missing the mark. And... And at the end of the day, consumers would feel more welcome if the store and staff interacted with them more. And most CEOs or people within the C-suites feel that they're doing a good job. Correct. And 46% of people disagree with that. That's right. That's right. And, you know, it, 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 it's that sort of perception that just sort of giving, say, product information in the hands of your store associates is, is going to somehow make them more engaging or, you know, able to, to interact with consumers more uh, efficiently, but what what you're seeing is that there's that when consumers choose to enter into a store, it's usually for a very specific purpose with something very specific in mind, and and already sort of have a perception of, of your brand through all the other things that you've uh, that you you've put out there in the in the ether, and so you know the store is evolving to more than just a place somebody you know goes into to buy a product, and right. it's beyond just product information that consumers are looking for from you know from their uh, you know from their store associate. Now, why do a high percent of retail executives believe that chatbots yeah. <laughs> yes. are meeting consumer needs? Yeah, so that that kind of goes um, goes to some some of these other uh, other points, uh, the shiny toy one that we'll talk about in a little bit. But you know the. Two thirds of consumers are actually disagree that chatbots are effective. And while there are use cases that are effective for a chatbot, the overall experience of interacting with a chatbot leaves a lot to be desired. The other part is uh, chatbots generally only solve maybe a few very specific questions. So to have tried to get through a chatbot and then ultimately need to talk to somebody anyway because the chatbot couldn't solve it's my problem. It's that whole, okay, I'm on the phone, I'm just hitting zero really, 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 really fast to get past all of the automated stuff to just get a person on the phone. Right. And so what that is kind of highlighting there is that there is still this overwhelming desire to have a human interaction in that experience and to connect with your brand through that human interaction. 
and putting something like a chatbot, you know, in between your consumer and your your brand message is not working. The next stat I thought was absolutely astounding uh, regarding social media. Yeah. 98% of retail executives think that engaging with customers on any uh, sort of social media platform is important to building stronger relationships. Quite frankly, I would be one of those okay. individuals yeah. okay. that believe that a lot of relationships are built and maintained in social media, but only 12% of yeah. consumers agree. Yeah, yeah. And there and so what I think and you I, I know that you would you would agree with this, right? The brand itself is doing less to actually drive that uh, that interaction. It's, it's coming more from uh, indirect ways like influencers and things right. like that. So in a way, social media still is playing that role. It's just not being consumed by me going onto social media and, and following a particular brand's instant Instagram account. That's right. Now, the second uh, primary point or, or finding that we're going to talk about today is personalization. Yeah. And quite frankly, it's proving to be a problem. Yes. Why is that? Yeah. So, you know, despite almost half of the, the consumers, you know, really actually almost two thirds of millennials uh, are noting that they would actually pay more to, for improved personalization. Um, however, just taking a copy of the way that you've engaged personalization, say, on your website and moving that into your retail store, that's not good enough. That's not actually driving the, the right level of personalization in store. And it's built for a sort of an unassisted um, way of, of engagement. So there's also a little bit of millennials are a little bit more of a, of a private or, or protected, um, you know, protect their information, uh, you know, a little bit more. And so personalization has gone maybe a little too far. And so the right. study kind of calls out that they actually think that in this case, personalization has maybe gone a little too far in that regard. So while they, they're still willing to perhaps give up some privacy for convenience, there's still that, that steep need to, to want to protect their, their privacy. There's got to be a happy median, right? Because at the end of the day, um, there are studies also out there that show that more personalization needs to take place. And it's not just, you know, sending an email and saying, hi, Lori, or hi, Matt, in the email. It's actually providing product or service within an email that is relevant to how someone might be searching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and quite frankly, that, again, is gonna drive more sales. Yes, so, correct. So oh, how do you, you know, it's a juggling act. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. And if there were a perfect answer for this right now, we'd all be doing it, right? So <laughs> there's still, what, what I think is important about a study like this is it highlights that it's not working and we need to get better at understanding what that that balance is. And moreover, again, kind of kind of going back to, to referencing that study, you know, where where eighty percent of, of consumers are do not feel that they're provided a similar personalized experience both online and in right. so you know the finding ways to bridge the gap between what you do to offer personalized experience online, but do it in store. But to again, kind of going back to my earlier report, to think that you can just do it the same way you do it online in store would also be an incorrect path. So it is a it is a fine line, and there's a, a lot of, of great technology out there to sort of help you you know help your way through this. But you can absolutely overdo personalization. Well you can and uh, the majority of consumers 53% of them felt negative emotions the last time they visited a store yes and only 39% feel confident in retail stores today yes what is the issue What's yeah the problem? well you know the there still needs to be a, a retail revolution in that retailers need to embrace the way that consumers are, are choosing to to go to malls when they do and go to these retail stores 
overall retail store uh, sales are not necessarily declining. So it isn't that there are less people buying things. They, they absolutely are, but they're doing it in, in different ways. So, um, you know, kind of bringing together the, the elements of mo- not just products, but also products with services and connection to community. And I call it sort of live, play, work, but sort of that being engaged in, in, a, in a, an area where not only are you selling either workout apparel, but you're also doing classes and engaging with uh, you know other like-minded um, community, you know things in your in your area to offer more than just the products that you sell, and that's going to create that in, that engagement. So, creating a strong brand now is not about all about sales. You know the, the those. Consumers today are wanting to feel part of the brand experience. Well, and there's nothing worse than feeling that you've been sold. Uh, absolutely, you know, and and that I think is a key difference. And there, and and Generation Z more so than millennials, but they will see through it mm-hmm. so fast. That's why that authenticity is so important? Absolutely, right? absolutely. Finding number three, and you teased this a I couple did, times. I, you, did. I think you like this. Company. I do. I, well, <laughs> it, 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 I absolutely do. I'll tell you okay. Yeah. Shiny new technologies yeah. are not the silver bullet. Yeah. So you know, when you look at what the kind of distraction of the of the shiny new toy is, you know, nearly all, actually ninety percent of retail executives are actually not confident that that the use of advanced technologies to customize the shopping experience is actually meeting their, their customer needs, yet they continue to spend money on the next new thing that, that hits the market, thinking that that's gonna solve the problem. But in, in most cases, it's either confusing to the consumer or you know you're asking them to do something different for you than it's different than what they're used to doing. That takes time. Um, or it just doesn't plain just doesn't make sense to to the consumer, even though you know the retailers think that it's gonna you know fix everything, and it and it just doesn't. Well, and uh, some of those shiny new objects out, out there certainly are um, artificial intelligence, yes. AI, and virtual reality. Yes. VR. I mean, those are difficult things to implement. Period. Absolutely. Let alone if you're an early adopter. Absolutely. Uh, what are you seeing there? Yeah. Well, actually, you know, only 14% consumers actually believe that a technology like that would, would have a useful application in their you know in the shopping experience or, or have any any bearing on their purchase decision whatsoever. So, you know, there, there are great examples of some customers out there that are doing this well. Um, Outdoor Voices, for for example, they've really embedded their, you know, their augmented reality in their application in a meaningful way that actually drives, act, you know, they're an active brand, outdoor brand, and you actually have to go out and be active to get access to offers, right? Right. Uh, so it was, it was done with purpose and connected with their brand message and their brand story. So that's, that's a that's a great way of where something like that can be uh, effective. But thinking that a consumer is going to pull out their phone and start looking at your shelves and your store through their phone when they're standing right there just to get either additional product information or access to real-time offers, it's just not what consumers are saying they're, they're willing to do. Well, and I think one of the reasons why is that the technology is pushed forward be- before yeah. the synergy to make it relative to the product or service someone is marketing yeah. is. And if you just want the shiny object, mm-hmm. To use your term, yeah, 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 <laughs> and you and you don't have relevancy in getting a consumer engaged and asking them to do something that all is lost. Absolutely, and and, and speaking more, you know, to, to that engagement. Engagement's great, but ultimately, if I can't deliver a full experience through that new shiny toy, what good is it? So, where we talk about at Netsuite 
our ability to, to bring the entire suite and the, and the connected unified uh, offering that we have. Just being able to provide product information through augmented reality or virtual reality is, is great, but it will wear thin if I'm not actually able to see what do you have? When can I get it if you don't have it in store? And, and when can I expect it? Just basic questions like that, that if you just you know, plug yet one more piece of technology on top of another piece of the technology, it becomes very difficult to pull that entire story together to get the customer information, the item information with the item availability, ordering capability, and all those things need to come together in everything that you offer. Otherwise, the consumers are just going to get bored with it. Well, there are a lot of moving parts there, but they're important to, to be in alliance with one another. I, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Despite the popularity of online shopping, physical stores are not going anywhere. Right. Point number four, a simple and streamlined future. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, so again, this happens a lot in the study, but nearly all, <laughs> 97% of consumers agree that there needs to that there is a need to go to a physical store to purchase items. Uh, and the majority, 70%, believe that that the most appealing retail stores have features that just simplify and streamline the retail experience. So that's everything from simple, simpler store layouts. Um, staff being able to make place orders on mobile devices to prevent them from having to walk to the back of the store or checkout area, in-store kiosks, things like that that just make it simple. And, and streamlined to be able to, to, to get in and, and get out. That's okay because a, a store does not necessarily have to be one thing anymore. So I may not, in this particular case, be able to engage the customer in my brand experience because of course you want the foot traffic, but you can do that through an omni-channel way in all these right. ways that having a store, having a customer know what they want, come in the store, be able to order quickly and leave is not a bad thing. Well, it's not. And the consumer wants to touch and feel Absolutely. and look and interact, try on. And then ultimately, if they've got that, that in-store ability to do that, then they, they're more apt to go online and continue the purchase cycle. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the retail needs to also evolve in the metrics that they use to, to track this level of engagement. And, you know, we're all used to doing things like same store sales and, you know, sales per square foot to try to measure the success of a retail store. But to your point and where you were kind of going with that is that that store um, sale may have been influenced by email and mm -hmm. a product recommendation you know, social media, I might have visited the website before I ever decided to make that purchase. So everything, all of that influence is happening all the time and from more than one location. And the reverse is also true. I may tactically need to want to touch and feel and see and, you know, what you have, but may not actually purchase there. I may, you know, complete that somewhere else. So in that case, the store is influencing a, a online sale. So uh, we have a, a lot of great customers that are, um, digitally native brands, so start online and are making a, a push into physical retail in a, in a really big way. And what they're they're all telling us is that as they launch in a new market, they're actually seeing a halo effect, right. where sales of uh, you know, say if they open up a store in Chicago, you know, sales in the Chicago area online will also go up by just having that retail presence in that market. So now when they evaluate where they're placing stores, it isn't about, well, okay, what's the, what's the sales I can drive out of that location? It's also can, how can that, that store actually influence even sales online and, and drive a total influenced revenue in the say Chicago market. Well, and you're seeing a trend with some of the very, very well-known brands out there that historically have had brick and mortar, less than the, the, the number of brick and mortars, but they've got shop and shops with some of the very, very large department stores. Yes, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's another, uh, another great way to look at it. Again, retail's not dying, it's just changing. Right. So, you know, thinking about 
um, ways and new, great, clever ways that you can enter in new markets. You don't need a huge footprint. You know, great, you know, great stories, you know, like the, the Bonobos model where, you know, you're not necessarily leaving with, with clothes that day, but, you know, it will arrive next day. You can actually enter in with a very small footprint and, and be able to achieve just as much as if you did. And so, um, you know, Peloton is, is another great, great example, example because those, though you're starting to see those kind of kiosks everywhere now. So they're out there in these kind of, you know, probably very cost effective, uh, you know, spots but driving sales in a really meaningful way. So they're bringing brand knowledge and brand experience and all this stuff to these new markets, and it's absolutely having an influence on, you know, on their sales. So what's your bet on the future? So you know, I, I, what I would basically say here is we absolutely need to be listening to, to our consumers. The, the advice that I would give for, for retailers is to absolutely take a look at, at reports and reports like this ask yourself are you are you thinking you're driving the brand experience or are you actually listening to to your consumers and what your consumers are, are asking for and and i i truly believe with conversations like this started that you know we'll be able to have some really meaningful conversations and see actually maybe even influence some of that retail revolution that, that needs to happen um, to be able to see a, a, a much more meaningful breakdown between um, the, uh, the online and the in-store experience. Well, there's no doubt about it, Matt Rodas. Consumer expectations are not only rapidly changing, but exactly what expectation looks like varies from person to person and moment to moment. 100%. Thank you very so well much said. for your appearance on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.